0: you grow up saying, when I'm a mom, I'll do things differently? Only to become a mom and recognize it's difficult to do things differently. Hi, I am Anna Munoz and welcome to the Mother Within podcast. My intention is to share tips, tools, and personal experience so you may connect with the mother within and experience an authentic transformational way of mothering. Let's begin. hello hello do i choose the most um inopportune times to record a podcast episode i might um they are installing some smart things in our apartment um building and i just realized i realized i got the inspiration to record this episode at the same time that they're doing that and i'm not putting it out there but We are putting it out there that they're not knocking on my door, that they are going to other neighbors' homes before they come to mine so that I can complete this episode. So, um, hi, I am Anna Munoz. I am am your birth and motherhood BFF. Um, I am the owner of Mind and Body Motherhood, and I i was gonna write a facebook uh instagram post about this and i was like you know what i just want to talk i just want to talk with you guys have a conversation and like show my voice to you because lately it's been a lot of post post posts and writing my voice down as opposed to speaking it um but i was gonna write a post about how like why mind and body motherhood like why did i choose to rebrand morris prenatal massage to mind and body motherhood um and it comes down to Morris Prenatal Massage, my my love, my little baby business, uh, focused a lot on just uh, birth and massage therapy mostly because I started off first and foremost as a massage and doula business um, and I was going to be seeing more massage clients than doula clients and so I was solely going to be speaking about prenatal massage and the effects of prenatal massage on your birth and the thing is that as i started to do that and i started to go down the doula rabbit hole um you you can't just talk about the body like you can't just talk about the body's experience of pregnancy without talking about the mind's experience and the mind's role in your pregnancy i started off um as a massage therapist back in i started my training in 20 2012 2012, I believe it was, 2011, 2012, one of those two. It was forever ago. Um, And it was purely accidental. I started off being a massage therapist so that I could stop being a waitress. And the goal was to be a massage therapist until I can pay myself my way through college. And the thing is that from the moment I became a massage therapist, there just there just wasn't anything else I wanted to study. I love the body, and I love the muscles, and I love how much touch can impact your body. Um, it's 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 multifaceted. It's multi-leveled. Where, you know, you come to me. I've had a woman once on my table who was a runner, and she had neck pain, and her neck pain fascinated me because I touched the neck muscles and they were they were loose. Like, yeah, there was some tension in there, but they didn't make sense as to why she was coming to me with the presentation that she was coming. And we were just talking and talking And as I worked through her body and I worked my way from her, you know, the top of her head down to her feet, the tension was just growing, growing, growing until I got down to her legs and we're talking about her stride and we're talking about how she's landing every foot as she is running and we just determined that her land has impacted her body to the point that right now the presenting problem is in the neck, but it it wasn't the root the neck wasn't the root. And I know this has nothing to do with motherhood, but this was a body that was not pregnant. And it was amazing to see how it was impacting her body, going for a run. Something she loved to do was impacting her neck. And um, and then I started working with pregnant women. And it was just... It was fascinating. It was fascinating because I was taught in school that we were not supposed to give you firm pressure. We were supposed to give you feather-light pressure. It was supposed to be a Swedish massage. It was supposed to be light and relaxing. They're just looking to be relaxed. You don't want to give them more pressure because you don't want them to go into labor and blame you for it. Um, And I think I, I... I mean, when you're taught something in school, you think it's law, you think it's black or white, and you're like, okay, well, this is what I was taught, but as I started to work with my actual moms, with my actual pregnant clients, and they would come to me with the same, you know, with very similar things, you know, lower back pain, hip pain, sciatic pain, you know, struggling to stand up from the couch, struggling to, you know, rotate out of a car, afraid to take that next step because you don't know when you're going to get lightning crotch. Um, And then you know hear that little voice in my head that says you can't go firm on them because you don't want to cause labor and it's like you know what we are we are birth bff so we are going to take this level a little more personal if you are still having sex and orgasms while you are pregnant and not going into labor I'm not going to cause you to go into labor. (laughs) Like, let's be honest here. If the hormones that help you go into labor are not causing you to go into labor, and if the action of having sex isn't causing you to go into labor, my feather touch will not cause you to go into labor, and my firm touch will not cause you to go into labor. Massage causing you to go into labor, it doesn't work that way. The way it works is that you come to me when you're you know 38 39 40 41 weeks pregnant 42 weeks and you know you're like i'm i'm done being pregnant like if you want to touch those pressure points to help me go into labor i'm i'm helping get the ball rolling if it is happening already but my touch doesn't cause you to go into labor my touch can encourage things to continue to progress if the ball has already started to roll oh I was so right i hope you guys can't hear that background um drilling so it was just fascinating to me to start to recognize that if you are, if you worked out before you got pregnant and you continued to work out, if you ran before you got pregnant and then you continued to run, if you were having sex before you got pregnant and then you continued to have sex afterwards. Um, If you were doing all these things, if you were going up and down stairs and you're still going up and down stairs and it's not causing you to go into labor, I'm not causing you to go into labor. So I was fascinated by how can I actually truly give you what you're looking for? Um, And it started off with physically. How can I I give you that pain relief? How can I give you that... um, comfort back. How can I help you sleep better at night? Um, And then the craziest things started to happen. I started to become like birth BFFs with my clients. Like I, they all had a little part of my heart anytime I'd see them. And as we'd get closer to their birth, I'm like, you guys are gonna do great. Like, you know, just re-encouraging that they, they've they got this. They, their moms gave birth to them. Their grandmothers gave birth to their moms. You know, it goes back to you being from a line of, you know, people who've given birth um, one way or another. And now it's your turn and you can do it as well. And I was then fascinated by the mind's role. And actually, I will be very, very honest with you. The way I became a coach, I don't know if I've said this in the past, but it was purely accidental. I had a business coach who was a massage therapist previously, and she became a a massage therapist business coach. And um, she became... Um, master certified in neurolinguistic programming, timeline therapy, and um, hypnosis. And when I joined her mastermind, she added the course into it. And so she's like, "Yeah, you're going to learn all these techniques so that you know you could make your massage practice. You could also transition it to being hands off, and you could do coaching." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just here for the massage, but cool. I will grateful." I will be grateful as I take on whatever extra stuff you want to give to me. And it just so happened that March 2020, March 2020, we had our in-person course for this. And um, it was mind-blowing stuff. It was stuff of, of, you know, actually going further back to that. We then also, with the course, we got one eight-hour coaching session as well. And so it was interesting. It was mind-blowing. It truly was mind-blowing to experience a session like this because, you know, she's like, all right, you're going to come to this session and we're going to resolve one problem that if it were resolved in your life, like others in your, like other problems in your life could resolve themselves as well, right? And I'm like, okay, cool, let's do this. Let's do this. And so then the problem I wanted to resolve with were like my mommy-daddy issues, right? <laughs> Just being like, you know, I've got resentment, I've got anger towards things that happened in my childhood that I still hold my parents um, accountable for. And we're talking about this, we're talking about this, and, and time's, you know, passing through. It's an eight-hour intensive in one day. and um, And we got to the root of like, it wasn't that I was holding... Resentment, it was more so that as we were starting our own journey into getting pregnant and you know the reality of becoming a mother super soon in my life, I started to unconsciously be aware of the fact that I don't want, I didn't want to approach being a mother the way that I was mothered um, or the way that I was parented by either one of my parents. Um, I just didn't, I didn't see it as effective, the the things that we in the Hispanic community think are as normal, such as, you know, having a belt or having a chancla um, or being grounded for a whole season and not touching the snow. Like, there was one year I did not touch the snow. It was leaving my home to go to school, coming back home, going to sporting events, coming back home, and not playing outside. And, um, you know, that's the way that they... They saw parenting as effective, but it made no sense to me and I didn't want to do it, but I also didn't know how to parent any other way. So I had an internal conflict of, I don't want to become my mother, and I also don't know how to not become my mother, so I'm afraid of becoming my mother. And when my internal conflict is that, then why would my body then be like, all right, this is a great time for us to get pregnant. It, it wasn't. It was one of those wild things where I would get my cycle every single month. I could tell you when I was ovulating. I, I, I'm I, a, I'm a birth worker. I understood how getting pregnant works, and it just wasn't happening, and it was not making sense to me, and then I recognized this. I came to this big aha moment with my coach, and, um, and she says to me, Anna, is it possible for you to get pregnant this month? And I was like, no, I've passed my ovulation. It's not going to happen. And she's like, all right, well, you know, there's always next month, and I was like, I feel confident about next month, this was January 2020, um, it was the middle of January, um, and so then, so then we're like, all right, cool, we, you know, we had this eight-hour intensive, we cleared off, you know, at like, you know, emotional uh, stuff that were holding me back, some heavy, like, anger, sadness, guilt that I was holding on to, and we cleared that out, and I was like, this is great, this is amazing, I look forward to learning this in March, um, Flash forward to the following week, and I just woke up one day and I was like, I'm going to go take a test. And this was my last test. I had told myself I wasn't going to take this test um, before a missed period. Like I was just not, I was going to stop playing that game. Um, But I woke up this day and it was a different feeling of like, I'm just going to go take this test. I'm just going to go take this test. And I went and I took it and it had the two lines like sharp as like clear as day. And I was just blown, blown, blown away. I think I called Xavier. I think I had a plan of like, I was going to do some Pinterest worthy thing of like, you know, sharing with him that we're pregnant. And I was just so excited that I just called him and I was like, we're pregnant. And he's like, he's like shocked. And he's like, um i'm at work and he doesn't know how to like handle things when they're just thrown out of the blue to him so he's like i'm uh okay <laughs> he's like okay and then later on he's like i would have preferred one of those like like surprise um but not surprise as i'm going to work type of announcement but i share all this because i was so certain like our january just was not the month that the odds were not in the favor in the favor of January. It just wasn't. There was just there was too much going in in life, and there were not many opportunities for us to get pregnant. So I had already in my head been like, "This is not happening." Um, but it's wild how bringing stuff, unconscious stuff, to the surface then cleared it all away, and then flash forward to. March and I start this journey of actually learning the stuff that I experienced in January um, and it was mind-blowing it was mind-blowing to recognize that as I speak to you right now and you are listening to this you are listening to it with a logical voice in your head processing everything and being like wow this is you know good for her this is a great experience like I'm excited to be hearing this story of how Anna got to the point of evolving more spree massage to mind and body motherhood right um but there's also an unconscious voice that's running in the background that speaks a whole different language that you're not aware that we are talking to as well, um, presenting to it that if this were, if this worked for me, why can't it work for you? There's absolutely nothing special about me. I mean, I love me and think I'm pretty darn cool, but there's nothing special or unique or different from me to you that causes you to have different results than I do. Um and or you know causes you to not see this as a possibility for yourself, but it is a possibility. And um, and so then I start to learn the language of speaking to your unconscious mind, the language of recognizing you know all the subliminal messages that are in you know the music that we listen to, or the TV shows that we watch, or the things that we experience in life. And the best way I like to experience it um, or explain it as is. Speaking to the unconscious mind in the way of going to um, watch a scary movie. You are in a theater where you're in your living room and you are clearly not in this Scary movie setting, right? You are in the theater. There are seats next to you. There are, you know, family friends next to you. You're in your home. You're on your couch. The doors are locked. Security measures are put in. You are in a safe neighborhood. Everything is safe. And you know that you are safe. Logically speaking, you are safe enough to sit down, get popcorn, get a drink, and watch this movie. And yet, the second that the movie starts playing, Haunted haunted houses are real to you, and chainsaws coming out of nowhere, or like pull scenes where you know people pull you under the bed are real, and you jump. Right? I once well, I once watched um, Deep Blue Sea. Maybe that's why I can't watch. I just can't go to a lake. I can't go to. The ocean like those are just not my those are not my idea of relaxation and it's probably because i grew up watching deep blue sea watching um what was the crocodile one um lake placid um or jaws right these movies that you know you're not even in a water body right you are in your home on a bed in the safety of your most safest place right and you are ready for a shark to pop out and like grab you and bring you underwater. You are ready for like an alligator to pop up and like eat you up. You are ready for like you know these pop scenes where you're just like I'm about to drown underwater but you're not underwater. And movies and TV shows and music talk to your unconscious mind really well because they turn off they they bypass that critical factor that that voice that is logically listening to me being like oh yeah and I remember watching these movies and yeah I'm totally in a safe space but I still believe that like ghosts are gonna pop out and like people could actually turn their head like fully like in The Exorcist right sorry I don't even like scary movies but I think those are like the greatest example of it because you watch something like The Notebook and you're heartbroken Right? You're not even Noah and you're not even Allie, and Noah and Allie don't even exist, right? This is Ryan Gosling acting as Noah. This is, I can't think of her name, acting as Allie. Like these people aren't even Noah and Allie, but we see a love story right there. And then we also experience the heartbreak, even though there are two people who aren't heartbroken in the real life as they were filming this. They were just pretending to be heartbroken, pretending to have been separated for, you know, countless years. Um, and we still feel the emotions in us and we're like, Oh my God, her mom is the worst. (laughs) They loved each other. Um, but you feel those emotions. And um, as I started to recognize, as I start to recognize that there is a way of talking to your unconscious mind, I also started to recognize man, we've been talking to pregnant women and women in general, we've been talking to them about pregnancy really, really incorrectly to the point that I then started to see in my clients, I started to see in my clients a trend right where they'd say things like I just don't know if I could do this you know my mom had a cesarean with me like you know I can't have a cesarean my doctor told me I had small hips so I don't think I can give birth um I just, you know, like, what if, what if everything goes wrong? Like, what if, what if there's an emergency? What if, you know, my baby doesn't make it? Like, all these what ifs. And it's like, well, no wonder you have these what ifs. Grey's Anatomy, you know, Meredith, every single pregnancy was chaotic. Every single pregnancy that happens on Grey's Anatomy were so chaotic, right? And if you watch that show from when it came out back in 2000, what was that, 7, six? and you watched it up until 2020, and you know, now you start to get pregnant, of course you're going to be afraid of like, what if there's a thunderstorm and I'm stuck at home and the air ambulance can't come to me? And then like, you know, I'm just going to have my friend like grab a kitchen knife and give me a cesarean. It was a true episode, not a true story. But we create these stories of like, but what if it could happen to Meredith? What if it could happen to me? Right? We... Birth is just not portrayed the way that it actually is happening in real life. Where I attended my first birth, and this woman only consented to one vaginal check. She only consented to one vaginal check, and that's when the midwife arrived. And then after that, there were no more vaginal checks. And it was mind-blowingly beautiful and peaceful and beautiful beautiful. like it, The words do not expl- like exist to explain just how awe-inspiring this setting was of watching a woman labor in the peace of her home, trusting herself, having a birth team that trusts her to the point of just standing back and watching her And watching her body and watching everything that she does and catching every little detail that we could start to pinpoint what stage her baby is in just by the fact of is she moving her hips left to right or is she moving her hips forward and backwards right when did her deep moaning start is she falling asleep between between contractions Like everything just slowing down and watching her and it is the most exciting and peaceful moment and yet it would do, it would make for horrible TV because there was no, like the the emotions are deeper than fear and deeper than nerves and deeper than the chaos that we see on television. It was it was peace and it was tranquil and it was trust. It was a hundred percent trust to the point that the midwife and I are talking. And I look at the midwife and I said, I believe she's in transition. And the midwife turned to me and she, she said, I believe the same thing. And we just watch her. And it was beautiful just to just to watch her, just fully give in. There were no thoughts of, I don't know if I could do this. There were no thoughts of, okay, if I'm at this stage, then the next part is the push and the push burns. There were no thoughts. But there just weren't thoughts. There was just Being. And being is hard to portray on television and movies. Um, even in this description of, of that home birth, there's it's 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 greater than the words that I'm using. But it's beautiful because you start to recognize that you know what we have to start preparing moms for the mind the mind portion of birth. We have to start having these conversations. You know, a lot of moms. Um, they come to me talking about fear. They come to me talking about just the fear of giving birth, the fear of tearing, the fear of hurting, the fear of an emergency, the fear of losing blood, the fear of dying, the fear of their baby dying, just the fear of all the fearful things that could happen in birth. But we can't... Never have I feared my way towards a positive outcome, right? I have uh, I got rear-ended the other day. I got rear-ended... Um, and it was just, I start laughing after it was all done because I've been very low key, just been fearing my way into a car accident to the point of like, you know, we live in an area where one of the highways is the most, you just get on this highway, there's always an accident. Like there is always traffic no matter the time of day, because that portion, we live in Orlando, that portion is driven by like the locals who feel confident driving speeding on that part so like they go in and out in and out and mind you I come from New Jersey like we are aggressive drivers but you have people that drive so chaotically that for myself I drive the speed limit stick to the right lane which those who know me lo- know that I love in New Jersey to you know get onto the highway and within 2 minutes I'm already all the way on the left side like heading like heading to my destination right and um here I don't I don't drive that way, but I'd been I'd been fearing my way into a car accident where I'm like, oh my god, like it, it just takes one crazy person thinking they know the road to lose control and like hit me or it just takes you know X, y, and z and you can't fear your way into into not having an accident because the second that accident happened I was like, okay like I you, I was just fearing, I was putting all of my focus into like, there's this way that this could happen, there's that way that this could happen, there's this way that that could happen. And it, you know, thankfully, we were both Safe and healthy after it was all said and done, um, but it was just it. You can't fear your way into a positive birth. You can't scare your way into a positive birth. You can't anxious your way into a positive birth, um, because as every single moment is unfolding, you're just going to continue to feed the okay. We we got past this part. Now we have to get past this part, and these are the risks that could happen on this part of birth, and. And it, that's not that's not peaceful. You can't. You just can't fear your way into a positive birth. I mean, I would love for any one of you to come tell me, prove me wrong, show me that you could fear your way um, into a positive birth where you look back and you're like, that was great. Um, but but I just challenge you to think like, yeah, it was great. But like, imagine how much better it would have been had you just had faith in your body's innate ability to give birth right if you just had faith in your driving skills to just know how to manage the road right um and also just accept that birth is wild and it's going to act the way that it acts so mind and body motherhood 30 minutes in mind and body motherhood came was birthed from that the realization that you know birth is supporting women is bigger than supporting, you know, just the body or supporting just the muscles um, or supporting just the walking through labor part. It's, you know, giving support physically and mind-wise. Sorry. And so I'm excited for this, you know, for this for this chapter of Mind and Body Motherhood, where um, I will be providing services of hypnosis guided meditations to to help you to help you release the emotions that may be holding you back from fully stepping into fully believing fully trusting fully connecting with that innate ability that you have to get pregnant and to give birth um it's not to say that it will happen that this will guarantee you will have um you know that you won't experience trauma you won't experience you know crazy things happening in your birth. Not at all. I I use this on mine and my own home birth um, became a transfer. But I have to tell you that when all of this was happening, when my home birth was transitioning to being a hospital birth, it was a powerful experience for me because even though I was changing my environment and going to an environment that I did not want to be in, I knew that I made that decision, that my birth team spoke to me and that they'd done the best that they could for me to continue to be at home. But we just reached a point where being in the hospital was going to help us in case my daughter needed help. Um, and it was one of those things where I can't say that my midwife told me that I had to go to the hospital. I can't say that my doula like coerced me into changing my location. I can't say that my, you know, husband was so, you know, anxious full that he just was like, we are leaving. It was one of those things where there was always a conversation between everyone in the team and recognizing, all right, um, Anna, this is the time you have to make a decision, and the decision just came easily to just get off bed, get clo- get clothed, and head out the door, and I made that decision, um, and recognizing that even the medications that I received, you know, very, very close to the birthing part, um, were ones that I made, the decisions that I made, and there's power in recognizing that your birth plan can go off the rails, and so long as you have all of the information that you need, that you made the decision, and it's not that someone else made the decision for me, that I can't blame anyone for the birth that I had, that that was just the way that it unfolded, and, you know, birth is going to play that way, and it's not just a me thing, it's a, I'm participating in this birth with my daughter, and, you know, if she has an idea of what she wants her birth to look like, then that's, that's the way her birth is going to look like, and, and we're just going to be here for the ride, um, and so I'm. I'm excited for all for all of you who listen to this podcast and decide that you want to be a part of that. That you know you want to get the support for me from either preparing um, and taking the fear and the um, anxiousness and the you know. Just overwhelming feelings that come with, you know, questioning your body and questioning yourself as you walk towards getting pregnant or as you walk towards giving birth. Or if you've just given birth and you've had these these, you know, these cycle of questions coming through your head that just goes like, Why did it happen that way? Right? Because it's gonna happen. Like I had it as well and I still had these tools, um, but it was one of those things where i was grateful to have these tools and walk through and and recognize okay anna you are feeling these way, this way. You're having these thoughts. You are questioning everything about it. You're wondering at what point you lost your home birth. But let's go and and let's go and use these tools. Clear up the emotions so we can recognize what is it that you actually have to learn from this experience, and also recognize that this is an experience that had a beginning, middle, and end. And by doing that simple exercise, I can start to ensure that future births don't experience leakage from my first birth and isn't impacted by it so as to ensure that I can fully, fully, fully be grateful for future pregnancies and and fully present to that experience and recognize that 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 pregnancy is going to be, it's going to be unique and it's going to be its own experience and it doesn't have to be impacted by previous births. So if you're still listening, thank you. That was a longer episode I, than I intended it to be, but I'm, I'm excited. If you are excited as well and you heard something that resonated here and you're just like, you know what, it, it touched a part of, of me and what I'm feeling right now as I prepare to give birth or as I you know, evaluate my, my pregnancy and my birth experience, um, do know that I offer Um, one-on-one hypnosis sessions um, and coaching sessions so that we can clear that up so that you can um, start to recognize that it is something that was in the past and that you can let go of it and so I look forward to connecting with you and having this session with you and and helping you enjoy fully your pregnancy your birth and motherhood thank you I look forward to speaking with you having a conversation in future episodes bye